If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64, Josh. And today, I have to put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this because I'm going to be talking about almost 40, or maybe it is even 40, Easter eggs you may or may not have seen in the Super Mario Brothers movie. So I just got out of my second showing, and I took notes the entire time. And so we're going we're gonna to go through my list of notes. I have... I have 37 on here. I didn't write some of the ones that were more obvious down, but I'm still going to try to hit on some of them. So let's jump into this thing right off the bat after the commercial plays. Well, let's even talk about the commercial. Let's talk about the commercial. There is a spot in the commercial where Mario and Luigi are on a green screen. And they're laying down on stools and they have their capes on. So it makes them look like they're flying, which is definitely pulled right from Super Mario World where Mario gets the feather and then they get the cape, right? So that's really cool. But not something, you, you probably didn't miss that one, of course. But after the commercial airs and there's an old guy that says something to Mario and Luigi, the, the arcade game that he is playing Looks like Donkey Kong. If you just noticed it the first time, you probably saw Donkey Kong. But if you look closer, the name on the machine says Jumpman. 
And Jumpman was Mario's name originally in Donkey Kong. So you're getting to play the first Mario, they're, or they're getting to play the first Mario game as Jumpman. So that's kind of a cool Easter egg. One of the coolest ones, as, as soon as I saw that today, that is when I opened up my phone and I'm like, okay, I have to, uh, I have to, I got to take some notes here because there's way too many things happening. Okay. Now, the location that they're at is called the Punch Out Pizzeria. And you'll notice as the camera pulls away from the commercial, the plumbing commercial, there are pictures of Glass Joe, Little Mac. But not only that, there are also, there are also some of the Duck Hunt ducks on the wall. And the scene from Duck Hunt. There are a lot of black box titles referenced in this game. But there's also some Super Nintendo stuff too, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Spike, who is, he's the guy that says, oh, look, it's the stupid Mario Brothers, right? Spike is in a uniform that says Wrecking Crew all over it. Now, Wrecking Crew was one of my favorites on the NES. My friend Dave had it. I would go and play it over there all the time. Spike is in the manual. And some, some will even say that he is the inspiration for Waluigi and or Wario. It's kind of interesting that he is in the movie and he's kind of a, kind of a villain character, right? Similar to what he is in, in Wrecking Crew. Now, as their phone rings, as their phone rings, it is the GameCube starting screen, which is also just a super cool callback. Now, after they get the client and they go to take off, one of the things that you will notice on the window of the pizzeria is that it says punch out pizzeria. That's how I was able to grab the name because it's on the window of the pizzeria. Now, before they start the little side-scrolling sequence that takes place where Mario ends up, uh, they end it with Mario sliding down the pole. If you notice, there's like a box truck on the side of the wall and on that box truck, there's a Game & Watch. And it's actually kind of blurry. If you're not really paying attention, you won't see it. Now, I know, I know, and I even have some things written down. I meant to go, I, I, I may try to look them up later but some of the signs i didn't recognize what they were or what they meant so i need to do a little more digging because i think there is some i think there's some pretty rich easter eggs in this in brooklyn now mario and luigi make their way to their first client and you see uh they they, they fix the issue and then chaos ensues with the dog right and the dog ends up going out the window well as mario and luigi grab the dog you see both of the owners of the house and they're the 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 man is reading a book on that book it says the word galaxy and i believe galaxy is a reoccurring theme all the way through this movie because we hear it mentioned again and we'll talk about it now mario's sitting in his room and there are posters everywhere he's playing Kid Icarus, which is pretty cool that we're seeing him play the NES and he's playing Kid Icarus, which I, I wonder why they chose that game. 
not another one. You know, there's so many games they could choose from, yet that's the one they chose. What's the what's the importance there? I'm curious. In his room, there are a number of posters, but I'm going to talk about those a little bit later on. On the TV, we see a woman talking about this emergency that's happening in the city. That woman is Pauline. And Pauline, most of you guys probably know from Mario Odyssey, but her connection to Mario goes all the way back to the triangle between the love triangle between Donkey Kong, Pauline, and Jumpman, a.k.a. Mario. So a great callback seeing, seeing her as well. And she looks just like she did in Odyssey. So you probably recognized her. Now, when they're in Brooklyn and everything's kind of falling apart, you can see the names of some of the signs. Now, I didn't catch the, I, I, I wrote the name here, but I'm not sure I got it correctly because everything's happening really fast. What I noticed on the sign was the duck hunt duck. You could see the duck hunt duck. Now, it looked like the name was something along the lines of like Chase's, ch like, like Chassis and Bernard or something along those lines. I couldn't pick it up. But if you know, let me know in the comments. Now, this one might be a little bit of a stretch, but you guys, again, can give me your opinion on it. After Mario and Luigi go down the sewer and they, they, get, they, they fall through that wall, they're stuck in a room that is got all kinds of pipes. And it also mentions a few levels, level one, two, and the music changes to level one, two from Super Mario Brothers. But the other thing worth noting is that the first Mario Brothers game, not Super Mario Brothers, but Mario Brothers, takes place in the sewers and is really nothing but a bunch of pipes and, and ladders and platforms. Very similar to that area. So I believe that is a callback to the first Mario Brothers game. Again, like I said, when they're going through that area before they get sucked into the pipe, you can see a sign that says 1-2, level 1-2. And then the baseline plays from level 1-2 in Super Mario Brothers. So that's very cool. Another thing worth noting that in Super Mario Brothers, when if you don't warp and you go to 1-3, you're on a level that is outside and there are mushrooms. Very similar to what Mario lands on after him and Luigi are pulled into the pipe and they are separated. So almost like we're following the game chronologically, the very first game up until that point. Now, you could say that Luigi ended up in what looks like 1-4. It's kind of dark. It's like, you know, he's in the castle. It's a little bit run down. And it, the thing that you would want to pay attention to is that the castle that he ends up in doesn't look like the castles that you see when you enter 1-4. It looks more like the castles you see at the ends of level 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and 1-3. And you only see them very quick. It also looked very similar to the castles we see in Super Mario Brothers 3. And obviously there's a correlation between those two. Now, another thing worth noting. When he's running through the, the plaza and they're going up the elevator, at the top of the elevator, you can see what looks like the Super Mario World map, which I thought was 
it was pretty cool seeing seeing that map in the in the movie. And then of course you get to the toads and they start making jokes about how their princess is in another castle. Now, this isn't necessarily an Easter egg, but it got me thinking. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it as well. So you can let me know in the comments or in the uh, in the question section on your podcast player. They show a, a world map, right? A the, the Mario world map. And it got me thinking, could this be the map for the next game? It looked a little different than maps we'd seen in the past, a little bit familiar, but really had everything we would need for a new Mario Brothers game. So I'm just curious about that. And we'll we'll take a look at that if and when a new game is announced. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, again, this isn't necessarily an Easter egg, but it did get me thinking, and I want to hear your thoughts. As Peach takes Mario out to the training area, and we see a giant question mark block come out. It looks like Legos, right? It's all these blocks put together to build this question mark block, and then it comes apart and it builds a set, a practice set, that Peach then proceeds to run through, and then Mario has to run through it. And it seems to me it's very similar to the Lego sets, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lego put out a set similar to you know Peach's training ground from the Mario movie for Mario, Peach, and Luigi to play on at home. Another thing I thought worth noting is after Mario and Peach head out on their adventure toad joins them the team is almost the super mario brothers 2 crew just minus luigi and i love that that the three of them were adventuring together very similar to that game from here we move on to a section where bowser is singing peach 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 right which is a very funny part of the movie but if you look closely you'll notice that his piano the brand of the piano is Ludwig von Koopa. That is, the, that is the logo, the name that is on the piano. Well, Ludwig, of course, is one of the Koopa kids. And boy, do I have questions about the Koopa kids, and I wonder if a sequel is in the works and if we will see the Koopa kids. From here, we see Mario and, Louis, or Mario and Princess. From here, we see Mario and the Princess end up in a field of fire flowers and peach touches the fire flower and she changes into fire power peach one thing worth noting and you've heard me talk about it on the nintendo powercast before is that her red and white dress is the exact dress that she wore when she was captured by bowser in super mario brothers she wasn't in pink in the first game she was in white and red and that dress can also be worn in Smash Brothers. 
During this scene, Mario is talking to Peach about where she's from. And if she's from Earth, she looks up and says, I'm not sure where I'm from. And there are lots of galaxies. Again, another galaxy reference. Now, one that we could go back and look at as well, because I didn't mention it, is the Luma. Luma, obviously tied to the Galaxy Games and Rosalina. So, the question is, is there a chance that Rosalina and Peach are related in the cinematic universe? Is that going to be a thing? <laughs> the cinematic universe of Mario? We'll have to wait and see. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Now, during the end of that scene, it ends with Toad playing a whistle or a flute. Well, the whistle and the flute were how you would warp in Super Mario Brothers 3. Not sure if this was an Easter egg or not, but it got me thinking. Possibly. Bowser's interrogating Luigi, and he starts pulling on his mustache. And I don't know if you guys remember doing this on Super Mario 64, but you could grab Mario's face and con contort it and pull on it and yank on his mustache. And Bowser's doing something very similar to Luigi. And so I wondered if maybe that isn't an Easter egg or tied to Super Mario 64. As Mario and Peach continue on their journey, they make it to where, where Kong is at. And this I found interesting. I found a few different Easter eggs here. In my mind, one of the things worth noting right off the bat is that the cart that the, the Kong is driving has the rhino on it. The rhino is who you would ride as Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country. And that's the, that's the symbol on, on his cart, which I thought was great. The other thing I thought was kind of a cool little Easter egg, if you will, is the fact that the cart allowed for multiple people to be on it. Very similar to Double Dash. I thought that was kind of cool as well. Moving forward, you would get the vibe of Diddy Kong racing from that whole area, and it would end with a giant face on the mountainside. Very similar to what we saw in Diddy Kong. And speaking of Diddy Kong, once Mario and Donkey Kong start throwing down, Diddy is referenced. But if you look to the left and right of Diddy, you will see Daisy, as well as, I think his name is Tiny, I don't have it in front of me, but he is definitely from Donkey Kong 64. So that was interesting. Now, during the Donkey Kong Mario fight, Mario gets the cat suit. And what's interesting about that is he does some of the same moves from the game. When he jumps straight up and then basically flies straight down, it's very similar to the move that you get when you get that power-up in-game. One little thing that's just kind of funny, not necessarily an Easter egg, but after Mario defeats Donkey Kong, he lands on his back, and you can almost see him kneading Donkey Kong's back like bread, just like a cat would, which I thought was just a nice little touch and pretty funny. Now, I know there's a Kong that everybody was hoping to see, and that Kong 
is Funky Kong. Well, Funky Kong's there. And there's something interesting about Funky Kong and the way he is in this movie. He's in a poster. After Mario defeats Donkey Kong and they're talking to Cranky Kong, if you look behind him, you will see Funky Kong surfing. Interesting fact is that there is a game called TNC Surf Design on the NES and there is a gorilla that is surfing in that game. So is that referencing Funky Kong all the way back to the NES days? Or is it just the Funky Kong Easter egg? You can decide. We get into the Mario Kart scene. Now I'm sure most of you notice that they pick their carts, their wheels, and their gliders exactly how we do in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I thought was a great touch but what I found interesting is while Mario's driving, even if, because at one point he does a really long drift, he gets all the way up to, he gets the ultra mini turbo and gets a big boost. But if you watch every time he starts his drift, he'll get blue sparks. And I did catch that the first time and I just thought it was a nice little touch, a little, little nod to Mario Kart. When Bowser's minions enter the race, you can see the blue shell is driving Something that just takes out everybody in front of him, similar to how he would be in-game. And he makes it all the way up to Mario, who's in first place. Another interesting fact about the spiny shell is that after he gets taken out, he refers to himself as the blue shell. And you'll notice that before he hits Donkey Kong and Mario, he circles the cart exactly how he would in Mario Kart. Just a great little touch. Obviously, probably not something that you would have missed, but very cool. Now we're at the wedding. All right, Bowser, Peach, getting ready to get hitched. And you can see gifts being placed on a table. Well, next to these gifts, one of the items is a Yoshi egg. Now, Donkey Kong and Mario are on their way to stop this wedding and rescue Peach. And Luigi. One of the things you'll notice is a sign that says level five. And honestly, part of me wants to know, like, is there kind of a is there a is there a theme running all the way throughout this that reference each level? It makes me wonder. I'm very curious on why that sign is there. And does it represent level five? And if so, do we see other levels from the Super Mario Brothers games or game? And it makes me wonder, do we see every level in chronological order within the movie? Or did stuff get cut that would break that up? I'm just curious. And hopefully in some behind the scenes or interviews, we might learn a little more about that. Now, after the fight with Bowser, they end up back in Brooklyn. When they get there, if you look closely you're going to notice a sign that has the character from Balloon Fight. Now, one of my favorite things was the final fight with Bowser. Mario and Luigi get the superstar power, and they throw down like it is a Super Smash Bros. match. And you see Bowser get knocked into the air, and both Mario and Luigi jump up and if you watch Mario, he throws the exact animation that he does in Smash for his forward air or his fair 
and spikes Bowser right back down to the ground. And that has got to be a direct reference to Smash Bros. And I love that because Mario Fairs are my favorite thing to throw in that game. Now, one of the signs I picked up in Brooklyn that you can see near the end of the movie says Wizard Pop. Now, I got to do some more research, but maybe some of you guys know what is the reference to Wizard Pop? What does it mean? If you know, let me know in the comments. And like I said, I'm going to look it up further. Now, I did notice there was like some card shops and I'm not certain because it was moving too quickly. But I think I think I saw a card shop that was Hanafuda cards, which is how Nintendo started as a company back in 1889. But don't quote me on that because, again, stuff was moving too fast and obviously you can't pause in the movie theater. The last few Easter eggs are when Mario and Luigi get back to their room. And if you notice, Mario has a lot of posters. Well, one of those posters happens to be a Blue Falcon poster. Another poster happens to be the polar bear from Ice Climbers. And another poster just says baseball, which is one of the black box titles from the NES. Now, if you stay all the way through the credits, you will see that the Yoshi egg is back and it cracks and you get to hear Yoshi do his famous Yoshi. That was not a very good one, but you guys get it. So there's probably close to 40, if not, if not 40 Easter eggs you may have missed in the Super Mario Brothers movie. If I missed any, let me know in the comments or let me know on your podcast player where you can see a little spot that says you, you, can, you can ask a question. Leave a comment there or hit me up in the Discord. If I missed any, I want to hear about it, all right? After seeing the movie twice, I cannot recommend it enough. It is made for Mario fans and I really, really think you guys will enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening and or watching. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye now.